What is up, everybody? I'm back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, where I have a recurring guest, the Plate Licking Pleb. So if you missed the first episode of Plate Licking Pleb and I, go to episode 25, and you can tune in to hear all about his background and the stuff that he does to orange pill people. But we got into a little bit of that at the beginning, but then we got into... Uh, the Canadian Bitcoin conference that he's helping run. And we've given away a free VIP ticket. So listen into this episode to hear how you can get that ticket. It's about in the middle later part of the episode. So be sure to tune into the entire thing so you can get that. And we also uh, announced a brand new speaker. A huge, huge announcement in the episode as well. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, I'm becoming, I guess, the the voice of uh, Canadian Bitcoiners over here. Joey and Lynn, step aside. It's now my show. Uh, But all all kidding aside, I really do appreciate the Plate Licking Pleb coming on and sharing all these great things with us. And I'm really looking forward to all the great things of the Canadian Bitcoin Conference But as always, ladies and gents, remember this is not financial advice. Everything you hear in this episode should not be taken as financial advice. So please, please, please understand that it is the opinion of myself and the plate liquor um, and for entertainment purposes only. And also, one last housekeeping note. If you are listening on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts, please, please, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, leave me boosts, um, subscribe to the YouTube, like the YouTube video, please, please, please like it and boost that thing up, share with family and friends, keep spreading the episode as I'm working really hard to bring quality guests to you guys and bring some great opportunities to the listeners to help you guys, uh, you know, experience your Bitcoin journey. So on that note, let's get into the episode. Whoosh. Bing bong. I am live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. And for those listening on Podcasting 2.0 apps, it is greatly appreciated. All the sats streamed and boosted. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, I got two boosts on the last episode, one from Barn Miner. So shout out to Barn Miner. He said, uh, tax nonsense and using software that denominates in BTC are what drove me to focus on only Bitcoin. I'd have more BTC today and way less taxable gains if I had just bought Bitcoin. So, yeah, I mean, if you can do it, just buy Bitcoin and hold. Uh, So shout out to Barn Miner. And then I also had Doug and Droop. Super helpful show. Needed this before I thought about selling and buying back cheaper. It was an actual strategy. So if you missed the last episode, last episode was all on taxable events surrounding Bitcoin. So I appreciate everybody that listened to it and tuned in and streamed sets. And then big shout out to my sponsor, Coddle.co. That's C-O-D-L dot C-O. And if you use promo code GREENCANDLE at checkout, that's G-R-E-E-N-C-A-N-D-L-E, you'll get 10% off your entire order. They have some of the most proven punch plates in the industry. They've been battle tested through thick and thin. So be sure to check them out. You'll get 10% off your entire order. So get your Bitcoin in cold storage and use a punch plate to store those seed phrases from coddle.co. 
Now, I've got a very special guest, a recurring guest now from uh, earlier when we were just kind of reminiscing a little bit. It's been it's been a little bit, but how you doing, the plate licking pleb? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. So a lot's been kind of going on since since we last spoke. Uh, I'm sure in my world and your world. So uh, for those who, who missed the first episode, this is episode 25. So if you want to hear his full background, you can go ahead and tune into that one. But since that time, you know, what has been going on? I know you got working with the Canadian Bitcoin conference and everything like that. So why don't you update us a little bit on, uh, on yeah, your life in the Bitcoin world? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Lots of stuff different since then. Um I, I guess personally, we had another baby. So that's the busiest thing. That's the biggest thing. Yep. Uh, proof, proof of clap, as, uh, as they might say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's busy. Um, but, but working on the conference too and kind of spreading the good word. Um, really, really getting in touch with as many people as we can, trying to uh, recruit people to the cause that is uh, creating the first Canadian Bitcoin conference. Um, so there's been a lot of changes there, a lot of uh, updates, announcements. Uh, I'm going to be making a, a new, one, probably one of the biggest speaker announcements I'm going to be making here on this podcast. For First to hear it is you guys and, and you and your listeners. Um, so there's that. Um, beyond that, just kind of uh, starting to feel uh, more optimistic about uh, my distant family members who I got to buy Bitcoin at 69K. And then they all hated me. And now there's some price appreciation again. So they're talking to me again. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so lots of stuff, lots of stuff. I'm excited to tell you more about the conference. Yeah, for sure. But before we get into the conference, I want to ask you about this one tweet that you had on uh, yesterday, actually. You just dispensed your 18th orange pill. So you said you're basically a drug dealer. So I know we've kind of talked a little bit before about, you know, orange pilling and, you know, your your work in the, I guess, traditional finance uh, world. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the orange pilling experience. I know you kind of got into it about your family members seeing the big price dip. But, you know, how's that orange pilling going and uh, what have you found has worked best for you? Uh, so orange pilling so i guess just for some context for who haven't who didn't see the last uh episode that i was on or who don't know me uh my day job in the fiat world is i'm a, I'm a financial advisor so i i manage high net worth clients uh i manage a book of business of, of about uh like 30 million dollars or so um the easy way that i explain it is i help rich people pay less in taxes um so a lot of these people um just kind of sense that there's something wrong with the world, right? With inflation and with how much they're paying in taxes and how much they can see uh, governments and politicians are wasting tax dollars, right? So with a lot of people, the world, the clown world that we live in is already planting the seeds for Bitcoin adoption and for being interested in something like Bitcoin that can't be manipulated or debased or anything like that. Um, so what I've done and what's worked kind of well for me is to use some of the same, uh, I guess, sales tactics um, that I would to uh, take on a new high net worth client, um, but to onboard someone to Bitcoin instead. Um, so I always say the first step, if you want to be orange peeling people, is you have to be kind of a respectful, a respectable person yourself. 
right? Uh, if you if you have a good uh, career, if you have a family, if you're in uh, decent shape and eat well and things like that, people right away will take you a little more seriously, right? Than if you're some kind of you know a bum slob that type of thing. Um, so I just think that's a kind of a good start. Um, and then it's kind of just knowing the person and knowing where their pain points are in their life, right? If they're a young person trying to save up for their first house, but the longer they save, the higher house prices go and they can't, and they can't, uh, do it. Then you might talk about, okay, uh, inflation is caused by the money printer and by, uh, artificially low interest rates. Right. And, and that's what's, uh, pushing hard assets like real estate. Uh, to be unattainable for for young people, right? Um, or if you look at uh, people who are maybe on a fixed income, like a pension or something like that, and their money is being spread thinner and thinner every single month as everything gets more expensive, right? It's a different angle that you can take. Um, also, I find uh, some people hate the government, uh, and that's always an easy in because <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, but then the other type of person is someone who's maybe, uh, a little bit more left on the political spectrum. Right. And so with them, um, then you're more talking about, okay, well, um, women can actually flee their husband in in Afghanistan because they can actually have money. They're not allowed to open a bank account there. Right. So they can actually have Bitcoin instead. Right. And they can, they can leave their husband if they want to. Right. There's also that financial, uh, empowerment too, right? All the unbanked people in Africa and things like that, right? So it's kind of just knowing the, the person who you're talking to, and um, and speaking to the to them, right? And the, the the positive aspects of Bitcoin, depending on who you're talking to, right? Does, does that make sense? Does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. I, and I mean, it, it you answered that beautifully. You know, I mean, it, it really takes understanding the person, and I think it's like. You know, whenever I ask people this question, it seems like it always kind of reverts back to the trust factor. You have to like really understand where the person's coming from. And if you just kind of go up to somebody and just like say, hey, buy Bitcoin, usually it's not going to be responded very well unless they're already sold on it because everybody already has that kind of preconceived notion about what it is or what it does or something like that. And, you know, if they're they're curious about it, maybe they'll ask you about it. But if uh, if not, they just don't want to hear anything about it. So mm-hmm. um, but let's dive into a little bit of more Canada centric stuff. So, um, you know, Canada's got a very big Bitcoin scene uh, and it seems like it's really growing. Obviously, you guys are building a big conference. But before we get into the conference, I got to ask, Mary, fuck, kill ketchup chips, poutine and uh, Molson. See how real Canadian you are here. I'm gonna have to put you on the spot. So, Mary fuck kill ketchup chips, poutine, Molson. Um, okay, so I would have to marry uh, Molson. I would say there you go. Um, not so much that I love that beer in particular, but I'm kind of taking that as like Canadian beer in in general, right? And I, I, that's a lifelong commitment for me. Uh, I was actually telling a group on. Uh, on signal that I'm a part of in uh, just Canadian Bitcoiners, uh, you're, you're going to see blackout plate liquor at the conference uh, in, June, in June. So you'll, I'll have a lot of Molson. So that's who I'm going to marry is uh, Molson Canadian. Um, and then uh, ah, that's tough. It's, it's really tough. Uh, ketchup chips are a little bit uh, weak nowadays. The real good ketchup chips that you want is Miss Vicky's. Do you guys have Miss Vicky's down there? Yeah, man. I've, I've, I don't know if you've caught my uh, my channel, but I do. I did do uh, when the chips are down for a little bit. I haven't brought that back, but I've tasted all the ketchup chips. The Miss Vicky's ones were the best ketchup chips, but that's not that's it's a very low bar for me. 
So okay. I, I had them with my my last co-host who's now left me, uh, Dan, and he yeah. almost puked when I brought the like the old style or what was it like the old something um, ketchup chips to him in Nashville. So he almost uh, puked his brains out. But yeah, so so now you now it just leaves like you got to fuck poutine or uh, ketchup chips and kill the other. So which one? Yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna kill ketchup chips. There we go. All right. I Even though go. they are my favorite type of chips, but but I do love poutine, so I, I could I could fuck some poutine. Uh, I do put and Canadians will. I've actually almost gotten like beaten up at a bar before uh, because I ordered poutine and got uh, ketchup on it, which oh, apparently man. is a big no no. But uh, <laughs> but that's, that's still how I like it. So I, I don't care. I don't care if people think about me. Oh man! All right. So then, then uh, I I think I came up with the three biggest Canadian Bitcoiners. But if you think that the, this list is incorrect, um, ch- uh, challenge me on it. But I was gonna say Foss, uh, BTC Sessions, and then Samson Mao, which is kind of I feel like a sneaky one because he is Canadian. But if there's another one that you need that you think we should replace in there, let me know, and I would do the same thing. MFK with those three. Oh, I have to, I have to MFK with them now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, that gets more real when we're actually talking. Yeah, about so that now I'm putting you on the hot seat as as one of the 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 conference organizers here. I, I'm I'm turning the seat up just a little bit. You know, I mean it's hot down here in Florida. I know maybe you have some miners underneath here or something, but that seat's heating up right now. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to pick who to kill because uh, I don't ha- I like all those people. Right. Uh, <laughs> I see boomers coming here. I, I could fuck some poutine. Uh, I don't know who I'd kill. I think I'd probably, I don't think I could marry Foss because he's too intense. You know what I mean? Like I you, imagine just waking up in the morning and he's like <laughs> telling, <laughs> you know, he kind of freaks out like that sometimes. I don't well, think I could. Be, just yelling. It's just math. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could live with that. Uh, so maybe I'd, maybe I'd fuck Foss. He's a pretty, uh, pretty good looking guy. Uh, and I think I could marry, uh, I could marry BTC sessions. He's gotten real, real big in the, in the muscle department lately. And I think, uh, uh, I could, I could get with that. And I guess I kill Samson. I know Samson the least. I've never really talked to him much, only like a small conversation. Uh, so I guess I'd kill him, but I feel bad saying that. <laughs> Hey, there we go. I mean, shout out to BTC Sessions, uh, sent, uh, shooting off those thirst traps for like the ninety-five percent male audience there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know all overall great dudes, and uh, you know, obviously great, great stuff going on in Canada. A lot of great, solid Bitcoiners. But now let's get into the conference. After I put you on the hot seat a little bit, maybe I maybe I stirred the pot a little bit in the in the Canadian world over there, uh, the Great White North. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we dive into it? Tell us a little bit about the conference. How are you guys trying to organize it? Are you guys trying to, I guess, have it a little bit different than maybe some of the others? Or are you basing it off of maybe like a BitBlock boom or, or one of these con- big conferences kind of stateside? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it's going to be somewhat like the other conferences, uh, right? Just because it's, it's what we know, it's what we've seen before. And like, I, like I've, I've had a great time at uh, in Miami last year, right? Um, so I, I, I think it's kind of similar. I'd say the big difference between those conferences is um, we want it's, it's a maximalist conference, right? So it's Bitcoin only. The kind of uh, catchphrase or whatever that I've given to it is, is high signal, low noise, Bitcoin only. Um, 
so it's it's aimed for maxis, but it's kind of also named uh, aimed towards newer Bitcoiners too, right? So I don't know if you've seen in the just the announcements. We have some people who are Bitcoiners who also own rental real estate, right? Or Bitcoiners who also own gold or, or things like that. So um, there's no shit coins, like absolutely no shit coins. Um, but there there is still um, for like there's going to be some people talking about real estate and, and gold too. And and the reason why we went that way is we don't want to kind of just circle jerk with a bunch of maxis who all think the exact same way. We want to pull in some people who kind of are newer Bitcoiners and um, kind of convert them in more more into uh, maxis, right? And, and um, um, I guess just the main goal is to spread the word of, of Bitcoin, right? Um, so it's people who are already into Bitcoin, but maybe a little newer and um, just just uh, educating them, right? There's going to be workshops that have, uh, um, like, for example, uh, BTC Sessions and his sexy muscles. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to be doing a cold card session with uh, with HODL D from CoinKite. Um, so to teaching kind of the newer people, okay, how can you uh, take self-custody, right? And become more self-sovereign with your uh, economic value here on earth. Um, so, so yeah, so it's uh, similar, but it's it's different in that it's going to be it's going to be a little like smaller too, right? It's it's the first year doing it. We're expecting uh, or there's four. It, it holds 400 people, so we're hoping to sell out. Um, it, we might we might not, right? So three 400 people is what we can expect. So it's going to be much more intimate. Um, I guess I'll say it now. We we already tweeted about it, but we're we're, we're for listeners to this podcast, we're uh, we're going to give away and and uh, I guess technically raffle off. Uh, one VIP ticket. And what that means is uh, there's lots of small benefits, but the biggest benefit in my mind is uh, on Saturday night, there's uh, there's a dinner with with quite a few of the speakers. Um, so the VIP tickets means you're coming out to dinner with with uh, with some of these really most influential Bitcoiners in the world, right? A lot of a lot of the biggest Bitcoiners in the world are Canadians and will be speaking at this event. Um, so it's a chance to meet these guys, get your picture taken with these guys, um, which, which in my mind is kind of neat. I can kind of be a, uh, simp fanboy sometimes. Uh, but I know some of your listeners probably can too. So that, that, that's the biggest, uh, difference is that with the VIP ticket, you're actually going to be meeting a lot of these people. So, yeah. Why don't you kind of go through, I guess, some of the speakers that you have so far and then, uh, let's hear it. I mean, you've said the big announcement and we'll get in for those listening right now. We'll get into how you can earn that uh, or win that uh, VIP ticket later in the show. You got to listen all the way through. You got to sit through me and uh, me and Plate Liquor over here just uh, babbing back and forth about this. But what can they expect? Who are some of the big names that you already have? And uh, let's hear it. Who's this big uh, this big name uh, person? I haven't even uh, heard it pre-show or anything else. So it'll be a surprise to me as well. Okay, so I'll tell you who we've already announced and, and who we are allowed to talk about right now, and then I'll give the big the big announcement for today too. So let me I made a list because I don't want to miss anybody. We have almost almost 30 speakers confirmed right now, and about uh, probably 10 more that have uh, agreed to speak but just kind of aren't super official yet. So I'm just not going to talk with them just in case. Um, so we have Greg Foss, right, who doesn't need an introduction, basically, right. We have uh, we have Tomer Strolley, author of. Uh, uh, why Bitcoin, uh, creator of the, the short film, Bitcoin is generational wealth, uh, which in my opinion is a good orange pilling YouTube link to send as well. It's like a 20 minute movie. 
Uh, we have Francis, right, from Bull Bitcoin. Um, he doesn't live in Canada. He hasn't been to Canada in, in quite a while, from what I understand. He's coming specifically for this event to come speak. And, and he's one of the most toxic Bitcoiners, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to have Eric Yates, right? That's uh, that's the seventh property, which uh, is, I think, a great orange pilling book. If you haven't read Seventh Property, that's a great one to to lend out to people. It's like, it's as good as the Bitcoin standard, but it's less abrasive for a normie, right? A normie kind of reads some parts of Bitcoin standard and like, okay, it's a little much, right? It's like the it's like the polite Bitcoin standard, kind of. Uh, so we have uh, Eric Yakes, we have uh, Derek Ross, BTC Sessions. Uh, we have Brad Mills. We have Frank Holmes, who is the uh, CEO of Hive Mining. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, my good friend, Ali Hamam, right from Tahini. He's going to be talking about how he brought his uh, business onto the Bitcoin standard and just had crazy expansion in his business as well. Went from like one location of Tahini in Ontario to 20 within like, I think, two years or something like that. So he's going to be talking about that. That's going to be a, a really good one. Uh, we have uh, likely a couple politicians, but who we're announcing now is Ben Lobb, who's a member of parliament uh, for Huron Bruce. If you're if you're Canadian, that means he's uh, he's basically he's a, he's a conservative and uh, is in the in the in parliament kind of uh, arguing with against Trudeau's team every day. Um, but in his riding, there's a there's a major nuclear power plant up there. So I'm not sure if that's what he's going to be talking about, but I hope it is just because of the potential potential there right uh we're gonna have and this is the, the real estate guys i was talking about so nick and tom Karadza, right from your life your terms uh they have they have a massive real estate business but they're i spoke to uh i spoke to them on the phone i think on monday or tuesday this week uh and i said what exactly is it you do because i knew it was real estate related and he says well we're real estate brokers but really that's just our front for orange peeling people He's like, we get people in who want to protect their wealth with real estate, and then we tell them about Bitcoin. So doing doing God's work, right, and just in a sneaky back backdoor way. Uh, we have uh, uh, Daniel Folk, uh, David Saint-Ange, uh, Daniela Cambone. Uh, so that's everybody who I'm allowed to announce. The new big one for today that's just became official today. Yeah, drumroll. Lawrence Lepard. Uh, so I'm very excited about Lawrence. He's uh, he's one of my favorites right now. That's uh, if I'm gonna go on uh, Spotify and look up a uh, a podcast. That's oftentimes what I search is, is Lawrence Lepard. Um, I'm really hoping that he'll be one of the people at that VIP dinner because I'd like to meet him and and, uh, and get a chance to talk to him. Um, so that that's the big one for today. We're really excited that he was uh, that he's able to make it happen. We're excited to. Uh, to get together and uh, and shake his hand. He's he's friends with Greg Foss. Greg, Greg has been great in uh, connecting us with other people to to kind of really pull this together too. Just putting in a good word for us, right? Because these guys, these types of people, get emails all the time. Hey, come to my event, blah blah blah. So you kind of almost need a warm introduction from someone like Greg. Um, so if uh, if Greg catches wind of this podcast, thank you for uh, for helping and I'll, I'll, everything you've done for the conference. Yeah, Greg, Greg's been on this pod too, like a, a few episodes ago. It was a great episode. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. He was actually in Boston at the time, which I think uh, is where Lawrence is. So he was saying there's a big, you know, it seems like the Northeast, uh, which is, I believe, around the Toronto area. Is that right? Like yeah. know, right outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like it's a not too far of a trek over to, to the Toronto area. 
And so, yeah, so I guess the format is going to be then, then what, right? Are you guys going to have like speakers kind of going on every day and then have like kind of a place for people to walk around and socialize? Um, or are you guys going to have like, I, I don't know, delineated breaks, workshops, what kind of stuff? Like how is the format going to be set up? Um, so, so I guess yes to all, right? So uh, basically it's, it's a one and a half day event. So it's going to be Saturday, June 17th. Uh, for the full day and then Sunday, June 18th, but kind of just like call it like nine to noon or something like that. Um, and basically, yeah, there's there's going to be speakers, there's going to be panels, there's going to be uh, like fireside chats, right? A little more intimate, smaller venues, but then there's going to be breakout sessions too, like like uh, workshops. Um, so like, for example, I mentioned uh, BTC session doing the uh, the cold storage uh, with uh, with D from CoinKite. Um, where we have uh, Jesse Berger, who's doing an introduction to Bitcoin session. Uh, Derek Ross is going to be talking about about Noster, um, which I, I should go to because I haven't uh, taken the time to actually set up set set it up for myself yet. Um, so there's workshops like that, um, all different topics, right? There's people who will be talking about macro and Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin versus gold, right? Um, couple of reg things about regulation specifically to Canada, right? So Bitcoin mining and uh, regulation and how can we uh, start that dialogue with politicians and with stakeholders to, to uh, advocate for Bitcoin mining. Um, but then also in financial services too, right? Uh, where does Bitcoin fall for the average uh, financial advisor, but for um, portfolio managers and in, in the average Canadian's portfolio too. Um, there's going to be a like a, not quite a debate because we don't want to be want it to be that hostile or anything like that. But it's, there's going to be a discussion about whether real estate is a shit coin or not, uh, which everybody uh, gets pretty heated about that topic. Um, there's going to be talk about mining and the uh, basically stabilizing the energy grid, right? That concept we all kind of, I think everybody kind of understands it, but it's, I don't know if you've ever tried to explain that concept to someone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one to uh, to verbalize. Um, but then we're talking about uh, Bitcoin companies in Canada. How can we support, right? Uh, there's going to be a talk about um, advancements in Bitcoin, right? New, new BIPs and stuff like that. All the uh, uh, lovely topic of ordinals, right? Inscriptions and everything. Um, I think a big difference between other conferences is a lot of it's going to be more uh, open forum. So uh, meaning that there's going to be questions from the audience. Right, probably a, a one or two microphones circulating in the audience, um, so that people can ask questions of Lawrence Lepard, right, or, or ask Foss a question. You know what I mean? Um, because we want it to be more involved, right, rather than people just kind of sit in your seat and, and be quiet. You, you can uh, you can be heard too at this conference. Um, but there's going to be lots of space, um, like you said, like uh, networking events, kind of like semi formal, right? So it's like okay, um, tea and coffee is provided. Um, but it's some time where you can kind of go and, and, and meet other Bitcoiners, right? Which I think is a big part of why people come to conferences like this. There's a ton of people who find Bitcoin online and become involved in, in Twitter and, and, and uh, learning like that, but who have never really met a fellow Bitcoiner in real life, right? I, I remember being there and I, that's why I started a meetup in the first place, just because like, hey, I, I love Bitcoin so much, but I'm yet to meet a Bitcoiner. You know what I mean? So a lot of people come to conferences for that. So we want to, we want to provide a space 
uh, where people can meet each other and, and get to know each other too. But there's going to be art for sale, merch for sale from different companies, different sponsors and, and supporters and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a cool uh, format like that. Um, on the pre-show, we talked a little bit about uh, about Joey and Len, hey, from uh, Canadian Bitcoiners Conference. So, th so they're going to be there, which is exciting. Uh, they're going to be on site throughout the conference. So kind of like having live show recording recording one of their episodes while there but they're also going to interview random people right so people will uh have a chance to be on the canadian bitcoiners podcast right um what else what else is uh relevant to um to the format and that i guess that's pretty much it like really we're we're trying to make it as as legit as possible right we're really focusing on doing it right the first time um, so we're getting straight now with, um, like you scan a QR code from your phone to get in with your tickets, right? Um, the website is unreleased right now. Like right now, if you go uh, to the website, it's, it's uh, by the way, it's Canadian Bitcoin conf, like C-O-N-F uh, .com. Um, right now, if you go there, you just are, you're putting your email in to be on the mailing list for uh, early bird pricing and uh, announcements for speakers and things like that. So I'd encourage everyone to go um, there. Um, and then you get an email when the actual tickets are are for sale and everything like that, which is going to be uh, likely next week, aiming for Feb Feb twentieth. Awesome, yeah. I mean, that's a mouthful. I mean, but you mentioned Joey and Lynn, right? I mean, it seems like I'm the the voice of the Canadian Bitcoiners over here. I mean, like you're on my show talking about the Canadian Bitcoiners conference. I mean. Come on. No, I'm kidding. But you guys should do something fun and interactive too. maybe set up a little 40 uh, yard dash uh, thing since, uh, you know, Joey always asks people about that and he can, uh, you know, go maybe tear his Achilles out there or something like that. So um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be overall a great conference, but I agree with you 100 percent. I think. You know, the talks are great and, you know, some people really do come for the learning. But I think like the big thing that I've always taken away from a lot of these conferences is just meeting people. And it seems like, you know, Canada has a great scene when it comes to Bitcoin and, um, you know, everything that kind of comes around it. Right. I mean, you listed a bunch of different uh, great quality Bitcoiners who are already coming to speak. Uh, majority seem like they are Canadian or have some sort of connection to Canada. And, you know, there's a lot of great things going on there. So, you know, with that, um, like how is uh, I, I guess what is the venue like? Is it more of like a hotel style? Is it, um, you know, maybe a stadium kind of thing or, or how is it going to be, I guess, set up in that way? Um, yeah. So first, let me just touch on the uh, about, about Joey and Len. Uh, so to be fair, I am going on their podcast too. They just didn't have time quite yet. They're, they're booked up. So I will be, uh, speaking with them, which I'm, which I'm excited to do. Um, foot races are 100% happening, uh, whether they are a legit part of the event or whether it will just be me challenging people randomly, uh, specifically Joey, uh, I don't know, uh, but they're definitely happening. Some foot races. I'm wearing running shoes tied up tight the whole event. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the event, uh, the, 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 um, the location. So this was just announced a couple days ago, super pumped about this. Uh, we're going to be holding at the Chelsea hotel. Um, and if you're not from Toronto, basically that is right downtown Gerard and Young street. Um, it's a classy hotel, right? Uh, there's a conference center, uh, within it that where the capacity is, uh, 400 people. So it's, it's not that it's like a, a stadium or anything like that. It's, it's a, uh, I guess a mid-size, mid small to mid-size conference center. Um, 
but it's a fancy, fancy hotel. Like if you go onto their website, it's it's minimum four hundred dollars a night to get a to get a hotel room there. Um, to get uh, some one of the nicer rooms, you're looking at like eight hundred dollars a night, right? So it's it's definitely a fancy uh, a fancy place, and you're, we're going to be classy Bitcoiners there, especially if the price keeps on going up. Um, but uh, like it's seconds from the Eaton Center, right? So um, uh, if you want to go grab food or something like that, it's it's really a, a quick walk away. Uh, it's 15 minute walk from Union Station, right, which is the uh, the big train station downtown Toronto. Um, so a lot of people who are um, who may just want to save a couple bucks and don't want to get a hotel, who might be taking the train in, it's a quick walk, right? You don't have you're not going to be taking cabs or taking a subway or anything like that. Um, there will be there are discounts to the room price if you do stay at the Chelsea. You're getting about two hundred dollars off on your uh, on your on your room. Uh, which is good, um, but that said, if you're if you're really trying to be frugal about it, there are the cheaper hotels nearby. Um, but it's an it's a nice place. Like there's a pool there with a water slide and things like that. Um, normally, I would be too cheap, and I would definitely take the train home and and stay in my own bed because I'm only I'm about an hour east of uh, of uh, Toronto. Um, luckily, the conference is I think going to be putting me up in a in a room, um, so. That, that'll be good. So I'll be there. And uh, after the dinner on Saturday night, uh, I'm going to be partying. So if anybody wants to uh, to meet up with me, I'll be tweeting about uh, about where I'll be partying. And we'll uh, uh, definitely have a few cold ones. A few Molson, right? Because you're you're going to marry a Molson. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's where it's at. But I, Boomer's in the chat right here. He wants you to call your shot right away. So over under Bitcoin price uh, by the conference of 35K. So let's hear it. Play like in pleb. We're putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to be above 35K by then. Uh, I'm always more bullish than uh, than others. Um, so I would always say yes to that question. I would also say yes to that. Like by this time in March, I would say yes to that question. Um, 35K, that's so low, right? What is that in percent from now? That's like, yeah. what, another 40% or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's at 25-ish right now. So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I hate those questions calling the shot because a lot can happen, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, we're, we're kind of, I don't know. I don't like to talk, like, price projection or anything, but I think we're, we're kind of on a good spot right now showing some strength. But um, there is a lot of looming uh, kind of a- economic factors that uh, could potentially bring down the Bitcoin price as much as uh, we don't like to say it's correlated with everything. It seems to be a little bit uh, slightly. But um, I want to get into Canada because for some reason you guys have a shit ton of Bitcoiners up there. So what is it with Canada that you think kind of uh, or Canadians that kind of resonates, I guess, with Bitcoin? Is it maybe, I don't know, that the high tax rate or, you know, maybe something with real estate? Because I know you guys, like like you've said, you, you know, the real estate as, uh, is astronomically high compared to the U.S. I mean, the U.S. is still, you know, up there in real estate prices, but cities like Toronto are seemingly unaffordable at this point. So, you know, wh- what is it kind of that you think that uh, has kind of resonated with a lot of Canadians when it comes to Bitcoin? I think that there is a direct pretty much one-to-one correlation between tyranny and Bitcoin. So I think that in Canada, we have had our bank accounts seized, right? If we, if we have, have the incorrect opinion about, uh, about government policy, right? 
uh, if we donate to uh, a cause that the government doesn't agree with, you get your bank account seized here, right? So I, I think a lot of people, even before that happened with the trucker protest, uh, whenever that was last last uh, January or whatever, um, even before that, people kind of saw the writing on the wall, right? When your government is just slowly taking away your guns, taking away your freedoms, making it a, a crime to misgender someone, um, I think people kind of see the writing on the wall and they say, okay, this is kind of the fast track to communism and um, to tyranny, right? So I think people kind of get ahead of that and say, okay, I'm going to protect myself and my family um, by putting my money somewhere that can't be confiscated and, and can't be seized, can't be frozen uh, because I said something uh, wrong on the internet, right? Because I, because I held the wrong point of view on a, on a, on a certain subject. Um, so I think that that's a big reason is that people just um, just want to protect themselves. Right. Um, and then beyond that, I think we I think we have a, a pretty entrepreneurial spirit in Canada. Right. So like a lot of people have started Bitcoin companies. Right. We, we got bull Bitcoin. Uh, right. We got like ShakePay and, and, and things like that. And, and a lot of companies that um, Canada still allows you to go out and start a business, right? I wouldn't say it's a, as good of, of an environment as the U.S. to be starting a business, um, but but it's definitely better than a lot of other countries, right? Um, so I think people roll with that and they say, okay, I'm going to uh, start a company for the most important thing that's happened to the world since whatever fire or the wheel or whatever you want to compare it to. Yeah, and I think CoinKite, didn't they start in Canada? Or is that, am I just... Uh... I guess, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of Canadians that I know like work uh, at CoinKite. Yep, CoinKite too. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's huge, obviously, right, with NVK and everything else. So, um, you know, but as, uh, you know, you guys have kind of grown the conference and grown the Canadian Bitcoin scene, who's one person that, uh, you know, maybe if they're listening to this podcast that you're, you're trying to get a hold of uh, that you'd like to have come to this can, uh, Canadian Bitcoin uh conference let's let's call your shot here maybe uh maybe we'll have them tag in a tag on the episode or something like that maybe have people tweet at them like who can uh the plebs out there that are listening kind of help you get get a hold of to help bring a speaker that you really want to the conference hmm. uh well i guess first of all i'd say if there's a pleb listening who has a, a connect or has the cell phone number or the email address um of, of any bitcoin that i didn't name today uh, we'd like to hear from you, right? Because we we want to expand our reach. We want to, uh, myself selfishly, I want to meet some famous Bitcoiners, right? That I've that I've heard on podcasts and that I that I love and think are, are genius people, right? So, I, like, I'd like love to hear from uh, Robert Breedlove, right? Some people don't like him. I, I like him still. Um, I'd love to hear from Max Kaiser. Some people hate Kaiser too for the uh, Tether Gold or whatever the hell that was. He's still an epic guy. You can't tell me if you didn't see Max Kaiser, you wouldn't go say hello and, uh, and introduce yourself. Um, so that would be awesome. But you know what? Other people too, like for example, um, I noticed right before the show, Katie the Russian liked one of my tweets from, from uh, the Plan B passports, right? I think there's a lot of Canadians who want a Plan B passport, right? Who want to be able to leave if shit hits the fan again, right? Or if they're going to be losing their jobs or their kids taken away from them if they don't get the next vaccine. Right. Um, 
So I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing her speak as well. So that, that would be a great one. Um, but we're open to anything. We're, we're open and, um, yeah, yeah. Send me a DM. My DMs are open on, on, uh, Twitter and I sometimes take a while to get back to you, but, uh, but send me a DM and I, I want to, I want to chat and I want to, uh, I want to connect with more Bitcoiners. Yeah, for sure. So if uh, everybody listening, just go ahead and tweet out at, at the giant list that he just listed off there of, of all the Bitcoiners that, that he could potentially. Uh, I'm getting a little, uh, I think I'm frozen or you're frozen or something like that. Are you there, Brandon? Are you there, Brandon? Am I frozen or are you frozen? Uh-oh. What's going on here? Are you there? Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Logging on the YouTube to see if I can comment here. Is it just me here and uh, and Brandon's frozen? Oh, Brandon's frozen. Okay, it's not me. Danielle, you can turn the internet back on. As I muted myself to to yell at my wife to ask her to turn. Uh, turn Netflix off, but I guess it's not her fault. All right. I am the new host of the Green Candle <laughs> podcast. I'm the captain now. All right. Well, I guess I'll just talk to you guys then. What else did I have to uh, to say to you to talk about? Um, yeah. So just looking through my... Uh, my list of stuff here. I guess what's important for you guys to know uh, is that you should register early, right? So go to www.canadianbitcoinconf.com um, and just register your email in there um, because uh, basically you get the early bird pricing, right? So so tickets likely on on the on the 20th available, right? So that's Monday. Um, the early bird pricing is going to be about 300 bucks Canadian, uh, or like a million sats or whatever that is. Um, the early bird pricing is only going to be available for a month and then it's back to general pricing and that's going to be closer to like 375 or something like that. Um, so I'd say get there early, right? There's no point of paying an extra 75 bucks when you could be stacking sats with that. Um, what else is there? I already said, I'm going to host an after party, which is going to be lit. Um, yeah, you guys can buy me drinks there. Just kidding. Um, what else? Yeah, there's the VIP ticket giveaway, right? I, I'm sure uh, Brandon had some interesting questions for me. Um, but the VIP ticket, um, how that's going to work is anybody who tweets at Canadian Bitcoin Comp, right, on, on, uh, on Twitter there, is going to be entered, right? So what you have to do is you have to tweet at Canadian Bitcoin Comp uh, and at me too, right? So I'm plate liquor underscore 21M. Um, so you tweet at us 
and you're going to have to hashtag high signal, low noise, right? So hashtag high signal, low noise and hashtag Bitcoin only. Okay. So, so basically it's those four things you can sit, you can add anything else you want in the tweet. You can add a reason why you should win or whatever, if you want. Um, but it's at CDN Bitcoin conf at platelicker underscore 21 M hashtag high signal, low noise, hashtag Bitcoin only. Um, and then basically on, I think next Monday, we're going to be doing the, uh, so next Monday as in like the, oh no, sorry, it's next Friday, the 24th, we're going to, or Brandon's going to, uh, put all everyone who tweeted into a draw, so then you can win a VIP ticket. So that's free entrance to the conference for all the workshops and everything like that. Uh, but then also you're having dinner with, uh, with speakers on the Saturday night. Am I back? Oh. Can you see me? Can you hear me? I can see and hear you. Nice. Oh man, I I tuned in a little bit on my phone there, so I heard I heard that you gave away the way to get the uh, the ticket. So I do appreciate you holding down the fort, and I apologize, dude. I don't know what happened. My internet just went down, so now I'm on the on the hot spot of of my phone. But yeah, everybody, make sure you're following uh, Canadian Bitcoin Conference on Twitter too. Uh, so include that when you tweet at them, so or tweet at all of us. And uh, yeah, I'll be comp compiling the list. I don't know if you went through the full details, but I'll be compiling a list and then we'll do a drawing on Friday, um, a week from Friday. So that would be the 24th. Um, so yeah, be sure to tune in and uh, and wait and see for that. So exciting stuff. VIP ticket. You get to dinner with everybody and you get to see blacked out plate licking pleb. I mean, what more can you ask for, right? Oh. Yeah, I, I'm a fun drunk, I think. I like to say I'm a fun fun drunk. Yeah, I mean, most Canadians that I know, I, I'd like to get down, like to have a good time. So, um, uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, uh, what I guess, what's the number one thing you're looking forward to about this conference? And then I have, uh, I have two more follow-up questions on that. Uh, the number one thing uh, is impossible for me to say. I'm going to have to say like three or four things probably. Um, but the the... The, the couple main things is a meeting Lawrence Lepard, right? I, I really want to meet him. Um, I want to meet Francis from Bull Bitcoin as well. Um, basically, basically, I want to just talk to these people that are kind of epic, epic Bitcoiners, right? Um, also, I just love the buzz of a Bitcoin conference, right? When you're in a room, even if it's like a meetup with whatever, 30 people or something like that, um, there's a buzz when you can finally talk to people who are like yourself, right? We're surrounded by clown world normies all damn day long, every single day, right? Um, you've got your in-laws, every, every uh, uh, special occasion, everyone's just talking about stuff and you kind of have to keep quiet to yourself because you can't really start calling out clown world. Clown world doesn't like it when you call it out. Um, so it's just nice to be in, in, a, in a big room full of a whole bunch of people who, uh, who you can at least relate on that, uh, that, that deep level. Um, so I'd say those are probably the biggest things is, is meeting the cool people, um, being amongst a bunch of hardcore Bitcoiners um, and really getting to party with you guys. Right. Um, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to drink a bunch of Molson's and, and eat some uh, some poutine with uh, with ketchup on it. There we go. And then so are you having tahinis like uh, do, do some catering or some uh, are they going to have a truck or a stand or something there? I mean, I feel like they've got to at this point. You know what? We haven't talked about that. I would love to do that. I'm a huge Tahini's fan. Uh, there's uh, there's a Tahini's in my town. 
Um, and I, I'm pretty cheap, so I very rarely eat out. Um, but when I do, it's, it's generally tahinis. Um, so I don't know if that's going to happen, but, uh, I'm going to see if I can make it happen. Right. I'm not the main organizer. I'm more just the guy who kind of tweets about it and comes on podcasts, but, uh, I'm going to see what I can do. I would love to have tahinis there. That would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, it's getting to, to dinner time for me. So, I mean, just hearing about tahinis making me hungry. I haven't actually had it yet, but I've heard great things. And I, I mean, I know it's just in Canada, but they were one of the first businesses to get kind of onboarded onto Bitcoin. So, you know, when it comes to that, I feel like Canada has been kind of, you know, low key at the forefront of this whole Bitcoin movement as, as things have gone along. So, you know, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't really been more Bitcoin conferences. It seems like there's going to be more now. Um, so I know obviously there's yours and there's a few other Canadian events. I know that um, Fossler's doing a big, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Uh, I don't, I, I guess it's like on the other side of the country, you guys, um, I can't remember where it's at, but um, I know that there's multiple like bit devs and uh, Bitcoin con- or Bitcoin meetups that have gotten over hundreds of people there and everything like that. So, you know, I, I'm excited for you guys. I think that this conference is going to be a big thing. I think you're underselling it here. I think 400, uh, you know, maybe on this one, but I think on the next one, you guys could have a pretty big conference. I mean, just by the looks of it, Canada's big on the scene, man. Don't cut yourself short. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so for sure, I think it's going to be much bigger next year. Um, part of the reason why we only announced the venue recently is because it was a big debate. Should we go for the 400 capacity or should we go for the 1000 capacity? Um, and I think we probably would have been able to come close to filling it. Um, but conferences are expensive, right? I, I don't know the exact prices, but I think it's something like 100 grand or something like that to, to rent out this, uh, this conference center for a day and a half. Um, and basically how it works is it's a, it's a husband and wife, uh, team duo, uh, and they have a, I think two staff or something like that, plus me volunteering, um, who are running this thing and they kind of have to front that capital, right. And, and basically hope to make it back in sponsors and ticket sales. So we're, it's kind of like playing it safe a little bit the first year, but for sure, I think it's going to be much bigger and moving forward. Right. Um, because you're, you're exactly right. There's thousands actually i think there's a million bitcoiners in canada i think uh i think there's over a million bitcoiners actually is, is the uh, statistics i saw and the, the population is like 37 million right so one in 37 people in canada are bitcoiners basically right so i, I think you're right in saying that um and just to, to step back quickly and talk about those other conferences too um Last year, there was no conferences in, in, in Canada, no Bitcoin. There's blockchain, Ethereum conferences or whatever, right? Um, and then the U.S. had three, right? Pacific Bitcoin, uh, Miami, Bit, Bitblock Boom, right? And it's basically kind of the org- organizers and myself kind of met and said, like, we have a ton of great Bitcoiners in, in Canada and no conference for some reason, right? So that, that was kind of the whole impetus of getting this started in the first place. Um, and I should touch on the uh, other big, the other conference that you mentioned, right? It's uh, it's called Bitcoin Rodeo. It's in Calgary, and it's on uh, I think July fourth. So only whatever three three or four two or three weeks after our conference. Um, so we've actually partnered with them. So uh, there's a discount if you buy uh, a ticket to this conference, to the Canadian Bitcoin Conference, and to the uh, the Bitcoin Rodeo. Uh, it's like it's going to be probably don't quote me on this, but probably about a hundred dollars off each ticket. Right. So you can pay 300 for one and 300 for the other, or you could pay 400 for both. 
right? So if people are willing to make the flight or the drive across Canada, um, you're, you're saving money and you can go to both conferences, right? Um, so it's uh, it's definitely up and coming, Canada, right? And, and the conference uh, conference world for uh, for Canada and Bitcoin. Yeah, for sure. And I've been saying this for, I don't know, since I became friends with Joey and Lynn, but I need to make a trip up to Canada. I do have that. There's a, like just so many conferences and so many different things going on throughout the year. It feels like there's Bitcoin events everywhere going on at, almost every weekend. So I'm going to make it up. I don't know if I'm going to make it up for this one, but I might. I'm going to see what I'll, I'll talk to you offline a little bit after this and see what see what uh, what I can do. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, just great stuff going on in Canada. It makes you super bullish about you know, just everything. I mean, the U.S., obviously, there's the big events and it seems like everybody's kind of drawn to it. But, you know, I, I would be very surprised, to say the least, if you could go up to 37 people in the U.S. and find just one or just uh, find one that can, uh, you know, uh, would be, be in on Bitcoin or a full-fledged Bitcoiner. I think that it's a, it's a far less percentage in the U.S. than it is in Canada, for sure. So, I mean, whatever you guys are doing up there, that orange pilling, maybe it's Trudeau doing it himself. I don't know. Um, just with the kind of the way he's been acting the past couple of years. Um, so, I mean, overall, just great stuff. And uh, yeah, so to wrap it up, why don't we go over one more time what they can do to win this VIP ticket? And then I'll go over kind of like the process as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to win the ticket, you are going to want to tweet. Uh, you can write whatever you want in the tweet, but it has to include uh, at CDM Bitcoin Conf, right? So that way you're, uh, you're, you're, you're tweeting at the conference. Uh, you can tweet myself as well, which is platelicker underscore 21M. Uh, and you're going to want to hashtag high signal, low noise. And as a separate hashtag, you're hashtagging Bitcoin only. Um, so send that and then it's going to be a draw uh, next Friday, right? And that's to win the VIP tickets so you can meet these uh, this list of amazing uh, Bitcoiners that, uh, that, that we mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically it. And basically when, we, when you look at conferences uh, and if you're obviously everyone has limited resources to go on conferences and things like that, um, this conference you're looking at. 300 to $375 Canadian, right? Um, so it's it's not a Miami, it's not a Bitblock boom, um, but it's it's uh, much more affordable, especially if you're local, right? Um, and Brandon, as far as you coming, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk and we'll see if I can uh, twist some twist some arms and, and get you a discount or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's overall great stuff. And I, and I do love uh, my Canadian brethren up there. So, I mean, maybe I'll make make the trip and all that up there. But yeah, uh, great stuff. Uh, be sure to support your local conferences. I know that, you know, probably a lot of Canadians came in and listened to this episode who haven't listened to me before. But one thing that I, I really like to stress is, you know, support the local meetups, support the local, you know, conferences and all that, because as Plate Laker kind of said earlier, I mean, it's, it's a big upfront cost, right? And if you guys sell out this 401 pretty easily and have, you know, a high demand, um, you know, there's, there's always going to be room for, for more expansion. And like I said, there's a lot of Canadian Bitcoiners out there, a lot of great can- Canadian companies that are building Bitcoin specific products. And, you know, a lot of people like Plate Legger who are working their nine to five job and just kind of trying to spread the word of the orange pill uh, in any way, shape or form that they can. So do whatever you can to support. And uh, yeah, go to the conferences, man. I, I can't stress enough the in-person meetups and like meeting person face to face. 
way different than on Twitter. I, I love the conferences and, you know, not only just for the speakers and listening to the great people talk, but also the networking thing. You know, I've met so many just plebs who are just kind of walking around conferences uh, doing it that way. And it's always a, a good time and a good conversation because you never know. I mean, they could just be somebody who's not really into uh, tweeting a bunch or not on the Twitter space realm or just kind of like lurks around, you know, uh, or maybe it's just on Noster and you haven't seen them yet. So um, a lot of great stuff, a lot of great Bitcoiners. So follow Plate Licking Pleb at, it's like at Plate Licker underscore 21M. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then at CDN Bitcoin Conf and then tweet at them, hashtag high signal, low noise, and then hashtag Bitcoin only, whatever else you want to tweet at them, feel free. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out, I guess, a way uh, how I can maybe help with uh, the drawing or whatnot, but yeah, I'm excited for it, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing some great stuff out of Canada this year. So, uh, Plate Liquor, thanks so much for your time, and uh, yeah, man, keep up the great work with the conference, and let me know what else uh, what else I could do to help. Maybe we'll have to have you on as like a review, or maybe we'll we'll have a a call in of drunk blackout Plate Liquor. I'll have a little video of you or something at the night of the conference or something like that. But uh, overall, we're, uh, I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Yes, I'll chug a pint live on uh, on the pod. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. So I, I just put it up here for those on there. So plate liquor underscore 21M and then CDN Bitcoin comp. And so those are in the show notes and in the description of the YouTube video. So be sure to tune in. So plate liquor, thanks so much. Keep up the great work, man. Nice. Awesome. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on.